We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Bushevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin. As Oklahoma City falls to the Pacers in overtime, 110 to 113. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok as well. But before I go any further, I want to let you know that I am joined by my lovely co-host, Jacob, how we doing, Jacob? Tank, 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 tank. <laughs> it's hard to imagine a more perfect tank game, if we're being honest. It had all the hallmark um, tankiness, tankiness to it. The tankiness um, was high. It's, so I'm going to go full-blown nerd on the podcast right now, Justin. Um, I don't know if yes, you know please. this. I don't know if our listeners know this. But in like video games and stuff where you play, um, I don't know, like games like Overwatch or even like yeah. RPGs, the 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 member of the team that is like super beefy and like has a lot of armor and takes all the damage <laughs> is called the tank. Yes. Okay. The Thunder have like all the armor in the world on. <laughs> they don't even wear have a weapon. They just use two shields. One of those big old spiky helmets, like full blown juggernaut, full blown tank. 100%. It was magnificent. Uh, For those who did not get to watch the game, it was a very kind of like back and forth game to start. I think there was something like 11 lead changes in the first half. It was very kind of seesaw back and forth, really close, somewhat entertaining game through the first half. And then the third quarter happened Mm -hmm. and the third quarter felt like it lasted for six and a half years. 
Um, the third quarter lasted longer than Perry Ellis's tenure at Kansas. The third quarter lasted longer than the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, buddy. Uh, it we took- got a new variant during that third quarter. It lasted so damn long. <laughs> it was awful. Um, there was 18 free throws taken between both teams in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. There were three video reviews, and the Pacers didn't score for like five minutes uh they just decided game time which was like half an hour of real world time (laughs) right right that's an important distinction (laughs) five minutes of game time um okc blew it open uh unfortunately the other thing that happened in the third quarter was shea gilgis alexander sprained his ankle Mm -hmm. he left the game early in the third quarter and pretty much as soon as he did it felt like things tilted a little bit the door was left open for the pacers and before you knew it, the Pacers were right back in it. And this game was close all the way down to the wire. Um, it was a pretty disgusting into regulation. Oklahoma City didn't score the final almost two and a half minutes of regulation. Um, it's not like the the fun kind of seesaw back and forth of the first half was not there at the end of regulation. And it yeah. was quite ugly. The Pacers pull it off in overtime despite their own amount of ugliness. They had two shot clock violations in overtime. Yeah. They missed multiple free throws, as did Oklahoma City. But the cherry on top of it all, the tankiest moment of a very tanky game was when Oklahoma City had a four on one. Yeah, they missed a shot, forced a turnover. (laughs) Giddy fires like a a freaking heat seeker missile right to Darius Baisley under the basket. And that man caught the ball. And looked, looked like more ben Simmons. Yes, he looked more scared than the dude and get out whenever he first hears the guy yell, get out. Like <laughs> about pooped himself, didn't know what to do, gave the ball up. Muscala wasn't expecting it. Um, Trey Mann ended ends up with Trey it. Man, he missed um, a bunny. Missed a bunny. Muscala misses a tip back. And at that point, I just thought it's meant to be. It was unbelievable. Meant to and, be. And then Oklahoma City still had a chance. They were down three with a few seconds left. The ball um, goes to Muscala at the top of the key, who gets fouled, and then he kicks it over to, to Kenny Hustle, who hits a three in the corner. Yeah. But it was well after the whistle. Um, Muscala goes to the line and misses both free throws. Which is funny because Muscala like, ruined the tank two years ago whenever he right. hit that three against Miami in the bubble. Right. The, the tank killer Muscala um, <laughs> did us a favor tonight, I think. Yeah. Incredible. Um, uh, just an unbelievable game. I think yet again, good experience for this young team. Uh, we have a comment in the chat from Nate Sanders. Overtime showed why young teams lose. It's that I think it's good experience. The Thunder have had a lot of that experience lately where they're in these close late game situations. And if you're not going to win very many games, putting your guys in those situations is a lot better than getting blown out by 30 every night. So I'm at least encouraged by this team while their record in January has been poor. They've not been getting taken to the woodshed every night. And tonight was no different. Definitely. And I also think it's ironic, Justin, that Thunder lose tonight, perpetuate the tank, move forward to another um, 
at this rate, it's looking like a uh, top four odds are very likely for OKC. Yep. Um, I haven't checked. I believe the Houston Rockets lost tonight to Portland. Uh, yes, they lost by five. Yep. So the Thunder didn't gain a game, gain a game on third place Houston tonight. But I thought it was very um, poetic and ironic that the two players that the Thunder traded, or not two, two former players, one of them that the Thunder traded for Paul George, which Paul George ended up getting them all those picks, were two players that really um, helped them lose this one tonight. Jeremy Lamb, I thought was great in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter and in overtime, ended with 14 points, um, shot 57% from the field, and then Demontis Sabonis just murdered the Thunder, 24, 18, and 10. Um, it was just a, a bull in a china shop. Nobody could handle him underneath the basket tonight yeah he was unbelievable he was far and away the the best player on the court most of the night tonight um he just he he's fun to watch he's uh he's he's a prime um that boy good candidate yes like you just you just watch him and like he just does stuff he is a he's he operates in no space so well there were he had a layup there and late in overtime where he got an offensive rebound and kind of went like up and under with his pivot foot and then like leaned in and leaned back out and somehow like got it up with the left <laughs> hand. I mentioned it to you guys in our in our group chat tonight. He's kind of like an 80% Nikola Jokic. I think that's an interesting comparison. He's got the passing. He's like a big wide body that just like yep. gobbles up rebounds in the lane. Like um, just not, not quite as big and wide as Jokic. Yeah. I mean, Jokic <laughs> is like literally like generational. Right. 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 Um, so saying that, that Domas is 80% of that isn't a slight on Domas. It's more of just yeah. a, it's impossible to get to a Jokic level. That guy is effing insane. Yep. But there's a lot of similarities in their games. Yep. I think they said on the broadcast tonight, uh, I believe they said that was the fifth triple double this season for Sabonis. It's awesome. Yeah, he. he I was always real big on Domas whenever he was in Oklahoma yeah. City. I loved him when he was here. Agreed. And it's interesting. You watch what he did tonight in OKC. He was primarily a stretch four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? it is very interesting. Uh, the The role has changed completely, and it makes me wonder what Domas and OKC looks like if Stephen Adams wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I think a completely different role. Yeah. It's very interesting. Let's look at some of the, the thunder contributors for tonight. Uh, Hey, before we do real quick, I wanted to mention another interesting thing and and this will tie in. Okay. Trey man gets the start. I was just about to say that. Oh, I'm sorry, but maybe (laughs) even same page here, even more fascinating zero Aaron Wiggins minutes. Yes. That was very strange. Who's racked up a lot of time and played really well. The first zero minutes for him, like mid December, I mm-hmm. think that he hasn't played. He had a yeah. good stretch there. I don't know. Like, do you think that's just roster exploration to use yeah. that word? I think so, especially because they brought so many guys back from the G League. Yeah. Um, that so you, it, had tra- you had Trey Mann starting, which created some moments for Teo with the second unit. Teo coming off a a flaming hot run in the G League. Yeah, um, flaming hot run in the G League, and then gets twelve minutes tonight. Goes one of three for three points. Um, yeah. A lot of people on Twitter were really hyped up about Teo's G League stint. Yeah, Justin, just like you said, like summer <laughs> league doesn't really matter. It's G League for a reason. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I just I don't think Teo's that good. It's interesting. Uh, I 
I even thought I didn't think he'd come out and light it up, but I thought we'd see a little more. I thought the confidence would translate more. He still just felt like, you know, he was almost hot potatoing it sometimes mm-hmm. when now, he got the ball. He's just kicking it around. I believe you tweeted it from the account. He did have a freaking dime to a cutting base. He did. Cutting Baisley. Yes. Maybe as not maybe. It's the best pass I've ever seen from Teo in his career. <laughs> and a great cut from Baisley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those two. That that was a really nice play. Got to give props where they're due. Um, but yeah, just not the consistent output from Teo unless he's in the G League. Yeah. Let's go to the top of the stat sheet, the player of the game, the guy who was all over the floor tonight. Lugens Dort plays 41 minutes, most on the team, 27 points, most on the team, eight rebounds, ties a season high for him, second most on the team tonight, four assists, also ties a season high for him, also second most on the team. Lou was doing absolutely everything. He had two massive three-pointers down the stretch just like confident uh no hesitation put the ball in the basket three-pointers from Lou Dort in addition to what we've come to expect from him on the defensive end Dort was absolutely balling tonight yeah he had a great night he bullied everybody to the basket um he's just he's so god dang strong nobody can stay in front of him and I mean, he was like a wet blanket on Karis LeVert tonight. That man... LeVert looked terrible. LeVert, for a guy that's on the trade block, I watched that game and said, do I want to trade for that guy? Like, yeah. LeVert was not good tonight. Yeah. Um, three of 19 from the field Oof. for Karis LeVert. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of that third quarter, uh, the Pacers were running a a, a set because it, they were going to run out the, the clock in the third quarter and get a shot. And Lavert tried to go baseline, and Lou Dort basically just was like the bouncer at the club and said, "Sir, no, please exit this way," <laughs> and just got him out of there. Is pretty impressive. The other play that stood out to me from Dort tonight was where he kind of went way up high to catch a pass. Oh yeah, it was, I think it might have been Domas. I can't remember for sure, but yeah, he, he went over Domas on a giddy pass. He he mossed him. Mm-hmm. Went up, grabbed it, kind of turned around midair, came down and put it right back up. It was just like unbelievable body control very impressive on, on a play like that. It it just shows like what an athletic specimen Lou Dort is. But in a night where Shea goes down pretty early in the second half, it was it was interesting to see Dort kind of step up and take a little bit more emphasis of things heading into the the home stretch of the of the second half. Yeah, done the last possession, last offensive possession of the game for the Thunder. Uh, Lou Dort actually initiating the offense over Josh yeah. Giddy, which I thought was very fascinating. Yeah, that is that is very interesting. So speaking of Giddy, second most minutes tonight at forty. I, I guess tweeted, uh, I tweeted this to Nick. Giddy was talking to the media the other day and said, "This is a really long season, yes. and I'm exhausted, and I'm texting my my Australian NBA friends saying, how do I do this?'" And then Mark Dagnall said, "All right, bet." Played him 40 minutes the next game. <laughs> Poor guy. Woo, getting that burn. Uh, 15 points tonight for Giddy with 10 rebounds, five assists, and one steal. I mean, it, it's a broken record, scheduled tweet, whatever you want to call it. The guy's got unreal vision. He just makes ridiculous passes every single night. 
And tonight was no exception. He had some absolute dimes. He had a really nice one kind of over the top to JRE as he was cutting to the basket. It feels like that connection happens a lot as well. Um, I think despite being tired, being in the dog days of the NBA season and playing 40 minutes, though, off of a, a pretty good number of days of rest, mm-hmm. I think it's a it's solid performance from Giddy. I think the thing that gets me most excited is it feels like we're starting to see some real improvement in his jump shot. Seven of 15 from the floor tonight. His jump shot seems to be a little bit um, cleaner on his mechanics. Especially uh, the, the mid-range, the, the floater looks nice. Uh, I think it's th- there's some nice positive development happening there through half a season for Giddy. I think you hit the nail on the head. His, his floater game, the touch, is very impressive for a 6'8 guy. Um, I tweeted at the end of the game, he shot a three. I, I don't know if it was in the fourth quarter or overtime. I think it was overtime. Uh, missed it. Next possession down, caught the ball at the three point line. Um, took like two dribbles in and hit like a little step back pull up midi um, from right around the free throw line. And it was just butter. Yeah. And the touch on the floater and especially the mid range pull up game gives me a lot of confidence that the three point shot's going to come around for him. Yeah. Right. He's, he's still so young. Um, you know, part of the three point shot in the NBA is just strength mm-hmm. and, and legs. He's going to get there. He's going to put on weight. He's going to put on muscle. I think the three point shot will come around because other parts of his shooting mechanics and his game are just so, so, so clean. He's kind of r- removed that weird, like kick motion mm-hmm. from his yep. three. And once you get bigger and stronger, it's almost like the kick motion is trying to get the ball up to the rim, right? He's, he's yep. got to change his shooting mechanics a little bit when he steps out farther. But when he takes that mid-range, it is very, very smooth jumper. Yep. So give him a year, give him an off-season to, to strengthen up a little bit more and get more reps. And his three-point stroke is going to start looking similar to that mid-range stroke. And when that happens, look out. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that... I think it was the thunder. Somebody posted a video clip of him shooting threes at practice. There still wasn't a ton of legs in the shot, but I think it it looked overall a lot better, highly improved from where it was when he first came in. So I think, I think you're seeing a lot of good progress in the shot from Giddy. And that's only half a rookie season, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm very confident. Also, you mentioned the Giddy to JRE connection, like happens a lot. He always finds Jeremiah on these rolls or on these lobs or whatever. Imagine when he has an actual center, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, this, this might sound like a little ridiculous. I think Mo Bamba is a fine player and I'm not yep. promoting like, Oh, okay. So he needs to go get Mo Bamba. I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> Josh Giddy could make Mo Bamba look like a borderline all-star. That would be a fun pair. I mean, how many alley-oops would Mo Bamba yep. catch from Giddy in a game? Yep. You know, how many just wide open under the basket looks would he get a game from Josh? You get Josh and Shea, a legitimate big uh, who can play above the rim or who can like really space like Muscala can. Yep. um, Or can do a little bit of both like a Miles Turner. Like Josh Giddy would have Miles Turner in the All-Star game. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It it reminds me a little bit of when the Thunder Thunder 1.0 brought in Serge Ibaka. Like that mm-hmm. just changed things for Russell Westbrook and everybody on the team. Having somebody like Serge instead of Nanad Kerstich, mm-hmm. um, who could actually, you know, you could throw alley oops to. Uh, there was some verti- verticality happening under the basket instead of just chair throwing. I think that was a big <laughs> that was a big improvement, and and I think this team is is built similarly, um, mm-hmm. arguably by design at this point. But I agree. I think a big that that can add that element of the game to Giddy and Shea. And then you start to look at some of the prospects in this year's draft class. <laughs> it's it's very exciting to think about some mm-hmm. of those potential pairings for sure. Definitely. Speaking of development. Um, hold on. One more thing about Giddy. Yes. Maybe my favorite play of the season so far in the first quarter. Yes. The Giddy disgusting behind the back pass to, to Shea. I'm I'm assuming we'll get to Shea in a second, so I'll save some yeah. of my comments about Shea for that time. But what I mean, just open court, fast break, just an absolute dime, full speed behind the back to a cutting so Shea clean. coach Alexander is, and then they just God. like giggle. Market NSFW and throw it on the internet, man. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, that was that was a plus. I think I I said something almost identical to that. I think I said this video has been deemed too hot for TV. <laughs> Um, very true. So speaking of development, let's talk about Baisley. Baisley had a very solid game overall tonight. 14 points, three rebounds, one assist, two blocks, five of seven from the floor, two of two from behind the arc and two of two at the free throw stripe. 
Bays came out strong to start the game. He had 10 points at halftime. He was the second leading scorer on the Thunder behind Lou Dort with 11. He had a couple really big blocks, which he seems to do pretty consistently. But it felt like he was playing within himself, making good decisions. He had some nice cuts, like we talked about. Just overall, like this was a, for the most part, a prototypical, like positive game of what you would want to see from Baisley night in, night out. What do you think? Definitely. Now give it about five days. No, for sure. For sure. That's always you know, the problem, I mean, right? Can yeah. he string it together? Can he do it multiple games in a row? Evidence tells us no. Yeah. Evidence tells us he might string together three or four. And then and he had a couple rough plays down the stretch of regulation. The overtime play, the spin on Domas and try to go up and under that he got bailed out by a foul because the up and under was about to go about 15 feet over the basket. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and the terrified not shooting moment. Exactly. Very late. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Solid game from Bayes. Uh, I don't expect it to be replicated in the next game. No. Um, he He's played better off the bench than mm-hmm. he has starting. Uh, go figure when he's playing off the bench, he's playing against lesser competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the record. I'm going to stay on the record. I don't think he's long for this team. I don't think he's on this team at the start of next season. Yeah. They have too many draft picks coming in, too many young guys to develop. Um, he's due a contract extension. Yep. Something's got to give as far as the roster on this team. And uh, they're going to be trying to rotate in more guys at that position. And I think mm-hmm. he gets rotated out. Yep. I think that's fair. I don't, I don't know that I disagree. Let's talk Shay. Like you Let's alluded to Shay in barely a half, a half plus 10 points tonight, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block checking all the categories. He went out pretty early in the third quarter with a ankle sprain. Thunder PR it was kind of unsure how long he'd be out. Thunder PR tweeted it was officially an ankle sprain. Um, how long do you think this sidelines Shay? The way it looked, like it I'd say a great. week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he stepped on the guy's foot and rolled it over pretty hard. It wasn't as bad as Kenrich Williams' ankle roll mm-hmm. uh, yep. from a few weeks ago. And it all just depends. I mean. Justin, you played high school basketball. Like we all know how this works. You step on somebody's ankle, you roll your or somebody's foot, you roll your ankle. Yep. Um, you hobble on it. You can tighten your shoe up, and you can you can continue to hoop for a while. And then you wake up the next morning, and the thing looks like a damn balloon. Um, <laughs> now, whereas you and I, whenever we roll our ankles playing basketball, we still get up and walk around and go to work, and we ice the thing, and it hurts. Uh, Shay has literally state of the art. Um, right, uh, medical staff that is going to rehab the crap out of it. If I had a guess, I would say uh, he'll be out a week. Um, I'm looking at pulling up the schedule right now. They have uh, wow, they don't play again until Monday. Yeah, uh, they have Portland on Monday, Dallas on Wednesday, Portland on Friday, Sacramento on Saturday. Hmm. Uh, I bet he's out for all of that, and he plays again at home against Golden State uh, on Monday, May seventh. Or sorry, not May seventh, February seventh. I think if you're looking at lottery odds, him not playing against Sacramento is great news. Him mm-hmm. not playing against Portland is great news. Um, Portland kind of pulling away a little bit here. Yeah, that's true. They've been playing a lot better. Putting it putting it together a little bit. But still, um, take but every still, loss you can get. That's right. It'll be very interesting to monitor. Joseph Joseph in the chat says the rest of the season. 
how long Shay will be out. Sprained ankle is going to turn into plantar fasciitis, and uh, we'll go from there. No, I, I do think um, it, it is interesting. This team, I mean, obviously, you lose you lose the best player on the floor, and the team's going to look different. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you can, you know, make a band aid for for a half like the Thunder did tonight. Like we had Lou Dort stepping up. That's harder to do uh, multiple nights in a row, multiple games in a row. His absence will be felt by 100%. the Thunder. Now, a few things about Shea from tonight, though. Some incredibly smooth and crafty finishes that you love to see. Some nice spins in the lane. Mm-hmm. Now, Justin, mm-hmm. two things I have noticed from Shea over, I would say, the past two and a half weeks, three weeks. He's dunking the ball a lot more. Yes, he had he's a got, emphatic dunk early yeah. in this game. He's I, I feel pretty confident in saying he has more dunks in the past two weeks than the rest of the season combined. Like I, that's not hyperbole. I think that's accurate because uh, he doesn't dunk the ball a lot, and he's being right. more forceful at the rim, which I yep. love to see. Um, also, I would say in the past three weeks, he has more catch and shoot threes than he mm-hmm. has the entire yes. season. He's starting to learn to play off Josh Giddy more. Um, it's a process, especially after yep. what Shade had to do last year and just be ISO all the time. Yep. That's what he's used to. Trying to revert back to playing off ball is yep. a task, is a massive task. Uh, it takes time. I think he's getting there. If you watch a lot of the stuff tonight, he did a lot of ISO stuff tonight, but he also did a lot of off the catch stuff tonight, either catch and shoot or catch and attack. And, He's been doing that a lot the past few weeks, and I absolutely love to see that. That shows me that they're really making a concerted effort, mm-hmm. uh, he and Josh, to to learn to play off of each other rather than playing like a Russ, KD, your turn, my turn type of basketball. Yeah, They're learning to play together. Uh, and as one guy is off the ball, the other guy is moving, cutting, catching, and attacking, uh, being engaged, and you love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes me wonder, you know, what kinds of conversations are being had behind the scenes, like seeing Shay do those two things you mentioned, dunking more and doing more catch and shoot threes makes me think that, you know, the, the coaches might've issued him some kind of challenge. We know he responds well to challenges like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago when, uh, they said, Shay, you need to go get more rebounds. And they so we went, went for 2010. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, I think it is a, an extremely positive development to see those two kind of finding, finding a rhythm a little bit in the backcourt alongside each other. And it's an adjustment for both of them, not just for Shea. It's an adjustment for Giddy as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you're seeing new kind of wrinkles from his game too. Definitely. Definitely. Any other Anybody, players? Um, I'm just going to ask that. Get out of my brain tonight, Jacob. Trey Mann, three of eleven, but the yeah. step back threes are just absolutely filthy every time. Shout out Michael Cage. I love it every time. Every time the broadcast uh, says uncontested, it just makes me happy. Yeah, but he had he had a real good one tonight. I posted a video of it, and he said uh, something about you know with his step back, he gets so much space. He's uncontested, literally. And I said, hey, so are we. <laughs> It's incredible. I love it. Yeah, nine <laughs> points, three of seven from three for Trey tonight. Um, still trying to eat that broccoli. He's being very yep. uh, engaged defensively. He He's working his butt off. I think um, his reward for that was starting tonight. Um, yeah. 
I, I've kind of floated the idea, like if, if the Thunder did pull off a, a Lou Dort trade, um, Trey Mann might be like your starting two, which is kind of exciting. Like it yeah, all, offers you a lot of offensive versatility, a guy that can really create and shoot threes. Um, be kind of interesting. So yeah. I, I'm still very, very high on Trey. Uh, I, I said this on a show a few weeks ago, but two years from now, I think if I had to choose three players from this current roster that will still be on the team in three years, I think it's Shea, Gideon, Trey. I think I can buy that argument. Uh, I, yeah, he I, he has so much potential. His shot creation is ridiculous. And for as young and raw as he is, he has so much upside that it's very exciting for for Thunder fans and and anybody watching Trey Man. Um, our guy Keandre, who runs Hoop Intellect, mm-hmm. uh, made a Trey Man Darius Garland comparison. Ooh, nice. Now I think that's a little too high. <laughs> I maybe see Trey as more of like an Anthony Simons type yeah. of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, that's that's a great type of player to have. Let's get Trey Man in the dunk contest. I think is what you're saying. Yes. Dude, that's some bunnies. <laughs> he does. Anthony, we don't know who's going to be in the dunk contest this year, do we? Not yet. No. Okay. Anthony, know, uh, he won it a couple years ago, I think, right? I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. Looking ahead for OKC, like you mentioned, Portland on Monday. Uh, get ready for that. We'll be live on Sunday night with our weekly live show. So make sure to tune in for that. Then we have Portland on Monday, like I mentioned, Dallas on Wednesday before Portland again next Friday, and finally Sacramento next Saturday. That is your week ahead in Thunder Hoops. We will have post-game shows just like this one for all of it, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and drop a five-star rating. We'd greatly appreciate it. Helps other people find the pod and helps us do more, more cool stuff like giveaway stickers and Poku fanny packs and fun things like that so make sure to check us out there jacob thanks so much for joining me tonight all of you listening thanks for tuning in thanks for jumping in the live stream dropping your comments in the chat we greatly appreciate everybody that tunes in and interacts makes it more fun it's a lot of thunder losses so we need friends so thanks for being our friend until next time thunder up